Hey everyone, my name is Adam Barfoot and welcome to episode 10 of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Austin Maliolo, who is an eight-time CrossFit Games athlete and he is also on the CrossFit seminar staff. We talk about focusing on the process rather than only the end result, communicating well, his experience as a CrossFit Games athlete, the CrossFit Open, sharing our experiences with others, being part of something bigger than yourself, how fitness can bring people together, weakness being an opportunity for improvement, and how fitness breaks down barriers. And as a disclaimer, during this podcast, I am speaking for myself and my own views, and I am not speaking for any counseling organization or any of my employers. And sponsorship is now available for this podcast through Anchor. On the description of the podcast episode on the app that you are listening on, it will say support this podcast followed by a link. And when you click on that link, it will take you to a page where you can put in your information to support this podcast. If you are benefiting from this podcast, I would greatly appreciate the support. And now there is a private Facebook group that is for people who support the podcast. It's a great place where we can have discussions about the integration of mental health and physical fitness and where you can ask questions to me as well as the whole group and we can interact with each other. And in the group, there's also some bonus content like sneak peeks of future episodes as well as group discussions. Now, let's go ahead and jump into episode 10, Focus on the Process, with Austin Maliolo. All right, well, Austin Maliolo, welcome to the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I... I definitely want to want you to introduce yourself, but I wanted to uh, say first that I I want you to know that I'm really honored to have you on the podcast, and also thank you again so much for coming on. Oh no, I appreciate the uh, like uh, the pleasure is mine. Yet uh, mm-hmm. it's always nice to hop on here and dive in, and uh, you know we say hopefully someone's out there listening, enjoying it, and uh, you know can give some uh, you know get some uh, good information from it. Right. Right. And something I want to mention before we dive into the questions is that I think you do really well in your ability to communicate very clearly and in regards to being on the seminar staff as well as on your podcast. And in your podcast, you come across as very intentional with your words and you also seem really genuine in the, in the things you say and the ways that you communicate. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I think certainly in working for CrossFit seminar staff for over 10 years now, you, mm-hmm. you, you, you realize the importance of communication, but also that, you know, when you are communicating with people that, you know, you have a limited window to, mm, yeah. you, know, you know, not only deliver information, but for it to be received. So, um, and that window is your opportunity to have, you know, that opportunity to influence, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and whether it's educate, inspire, entertain, wherever you want to be at that moment, but it's, uh, it has to be something that is intentional. And, you know, as you, know, as you get older, right, by no mm-hmm. means, you know, my, you know, sort of the sagely, wisely individual that many mm-hmm. are out there, but, you know, you learn and you learn that um, about certain things and, you know, certainly speaking in the CrossFit space, right, mm-hmm. where, and, 
I think that that's what makes our community so special is that I think um, it's easy to take for granted the people that um, we have the opportunity to speak to and with because people want to listen. They mm. want to learn. It's a very unique community. Um, and, uh, and that's something that, you know, yeah, I never tried to forget at seminars. Certainly when you, know, you have mm. people looking at you, it's like, well, it's nice to have 50 people that want to be there, right. want to learn. Right. You know, it's not, you know, when, when you talk to other educators and, and speakers, you know, when people are either voluntold to be there or, or, mm. or something else, <laughs> it's sometimes a little more challenging. Right, right. And yeah, that's something I really learned from. So I'm a coach at two different CrossFit gyms and one I coach at part-time here and then there's another one I coach at every once in a while in a in a different city, but that's where I'm from. And also in my work as a mental health therapist, man, it it and I lead a few groups also. So I do individual therapy with, with children and teenagers and then family counseling as well. But in my work with groups especially, it's that we that I have a lot of power in the things that I can say. And so I think it's really important to take that just very seriously and also recognize the the honor that it can be for people to actually listen and want to listen as well. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something I've learned, and a big part of that has been learning through coaching is, like, of course, the coaching voice, but also um, being very pointed in your words and taking out the, uh, 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 and everything like that, and really just being intentional with the words that that we use. So, yeah, that, like I said, that's something I, I really appreciate about the way that you communicate. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, we can go ahead and get into these questions. So the first one is really just a bit about your background and then what you do now with CrossFit and the hand plan. So whatever you'd like to include about those things. And I've been listening to your I've listened to your podcast before, but especially in the past few weeks since we've been communicating that listening to a lot and I listened to the the all four of the life story episodes and you have a really powerful story and there's a lot to oh. your story as well. Oh gosh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah. So gosh, a little background, you know, like I said, uh, and like you alluded to there, you know, I've some dedicated uh, podcasts just mm-hmm. to the whole life story, but I'll, uh, mm-hmm. I'll spare that just, you know, obviously been, been in the world of CrossFit for a long time, over 10 years now. Um, and for, for all of those 10 years have been um, working for CrossFit and the seminar staff, um, and, you know, traveling got, you know, around the world for level mm-hmm. ones, level twos. Um, and, you know, now within the past three or four years, new course, five years now, new courses like our coaching development program, mm-hmm. the advanced coaching concepts course and specialty classes that um, I've had the opportunity to be a part of and create and, and develop and grow. Um, and then the hand plan as well. Uh, the hand plans our online programming platform where, we, you know, our, our sort of our main thing we spend a lot of time on is our affiliates. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of gyms around the world that follow our programming and then our individual tracks as well. I look at that as a, um, as an extension of what we've done on the road with seminars is that obviously it's a, it's a, another mechanism for education delivery mm-hmm. where programming is great, but how do we help our individuals implement it appropriately? So, um, so that's another conduit of education. Also, you know, for the past 10 years, I've run Reebok CrossFit One mm-hmm. uh, here uh, just outside of Boston and have a handful of other affiliates as well. So 
Um, so that's sort of my, my world of CrossFit in, in, a, in a summary. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, prior, you know, uh, prior to, you know, to, you know, last couple of years, I've competed, and on that sort of why I started CrossFit was mm-hmm. from a competitive perspective. I I found CrossFit from the CrossFit Games, mm-hmm. and that was my that was sort of my driving force to getting into the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling a few people a couple of weeks ago that, you know, for me it was a very selfish reason, right? Where like I I you know. I needed direction. I needed purpose, and mm-hmm. CrossFit, from a competitive perspective, gave that to me. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that you know I think a lot of people they'll talk about journeys. And for me, it was I found CrossFit and was all in about myself. It had nothing to do with training others. Now mm-hmm. I was a personal trainer and those things, but right. it gave you know and, and, you know you do CrossFit for a couple of weeks, you realize that it gives you a little more purpose from performance, mm-hmm. from goals. You have all these things that you now can. Um, you know, chase as opposed to just I'm going to the gym to look good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it uh, and that purpose and direction really gave me focus and, and then catapulted me into learning more about everything from training methodology and those types of things. So um, that's how I entered in the space. And I went to the games, gosh, eight times, mm-hmm. um, uh, five or yeah, six, five as an, six as an individual and then twice mm-hmm. on a team. So yeah, so it's, um, I don't have too much out, outside of, of, of fitness. I mean, and, and CrossFit. That's what I. You know, when people ask me about balance, I'm like, don't ask me about balance. <laughs> I'm sway one. Uh, I'm passionate about. It and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the so the reason I started this podcast, so counseling and functional fitness, is to really to blend my two passions together of mental health and physical fitness. And the first few episodes, I did an introduction episode and then an episode about what is counseling and then what is functional fitness. And it really forced me to just learn more about what I do. And that was really interesting. But a point that I included in that episode the what is functional fitness episode is that functional fitness is what your is about what your body can do rather than what your body looks like which is some other things like bodybuilding and things like that but i think that what you were saying leads well into our next question about what was your favorite thing or part about being a games athlete yeah you know i think it's a great question and i think for me I, you know, and it really hasn't changed too much, but obviously when you're competing, you have this big, hairy, audacious goal right, of, right. of competing and winning. But um, it's, uh, you know, the training. I really loved the training. And, mm. you, know, it, you know, I think um, every athlete's a little different, but for me, the, oppor- you know, the, the focus, the drive, the goal, the mm. dedication to just even have an opportunity to compete um, – and, and, and that all that all sort of starts with training. So I really enjoyed that process. And you know, the reason why I say sales and change, I still love training, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, I wake up at four thirty every day mm-hmm. and I train, you know, before the day starts just because of how my life has changed from a responsibility perspective. But mm-hmm. you know, what's important to me is that to train. I have to work out pretty much every day because I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and, and, and then beyond that, you know, you have there's sort of all of these because of that, you get all of these um, sort of tangential you know, things that change your life, like relationships, friends, hmm. the, the, you know, those types of things. My best friends, my, you know, everyone that I surround myself with was a part of that journey mm-hmm. because, and this is, you know, for better or for worse, right? When you surround yourself with individuals like that, you, you're like-minded. You mm-hmm. have that level of dedication mm-hmm. um, and you start to share passion and purpose. So 
Um, and it's no small order to compete at the CrossFit Games, let alone train. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you find yourself surrounded by a really special group of people. So, I, you know, yes, competing, there are moments that are phenomenal, and which are great. But, you know, for me, it was the journey to get there. And those that I surrounded myself with and that surrounded my, uh, themselves with me are really those things. Because those still affect my life today. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's my favorite aspect of it. And, which is funny because... What's my favorite aspect of CrossFit? It's the community, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's no different than, you know, at the games. And mm-hmm. you know, I think that's what a lot of people see too. Like people look at uh, Rich Froning and Matt Frazier, all these other individuals out there. And, you know, what's, yes, they're fit and they're really good, mm-hmm. but they have, you know, people just want to hang out with them and be around them, right? Like people want to be in that, that, mm-hmm. that vibe, that energy. And so, you know, I think that that's a, a consistent thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a few things in there about the the process and the journey, and then community also, and and finding that community through the process of loving training and loving the process of getting there, rather than just enjoying the end goal, but enjoying the the hike as well as the mountaintop, that kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, it's um, I, I'm always I've always been a uh, a process and journey guy. Mm-hmm. Where you know, it's what you know. I don't know if it's um, cautiously optimistic is you know mm-hmm. sort of what where where I'm where I always like to play. But um, I've never wants to be the big you know celebrator, right? Like oh, we've achieved this, let's mm-hmm. celebrate. You know, and I obviously think there are downsides to that. But I you know I'm always a fan of like well, what's next? Mm-hmm. Or you know, and and sort of pushing forward and. You know, and, and, and with a process as long, and, and, and I think that's honestly a, a, a product of, in any event, you know, you have sort of the extreme, say the Olympics every four years, but then mm-hmm. you whittle it down to like a year at the mm-hmm. games where, you know, you, ha- you, you spend your whole year training and the culmination is a couple of days. You start to realize that you cannot live for that one moment. Hmm. You have to live for the process and you start to get addicted to that process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, you know, and kind of tying it back to the purpose of your podcast of, mm-hmm. of mental health and wellness is that I think a lot of people that struggle in life with what, whether it is addiction, whether it is, you know, behavior struggles, relationships, it's usually because you're chasing some type of, you know, whether it's immediate gratification or you're trying to fill a void mm-hmm. um, and you're doing so. And it's really easy to do that with, you know, negative things, right? It's much easier mm-hmm. to, because it's, it's easy to take the easy way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once you can channel that type of behavior and that, that those characteristics into something positive, i.e. training, CrossFit, that's why you see, that's why you hear a lot, oh, CrossFitters are crazy, all they do is talk about CrossFit. <laughs> they, they do it all the time because you know, I believe that it fills a void that we mm-hmm. all are looking for, but mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Right. And, and competing is at the, obviously, the apex of it where you get the extremes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are always negatives with that too. Like, you know, let's not let's not be naive to think that oh, mm-hmm. like it's the uh, you know, like you know, you look at any professional athlete and you look at anyone that is the best of what they do or trying to be, they're going to see struggles, right? We see that all the time, specifically mm-hmm. in our higher tier sports where you see character flaws. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know why that surprises anyone. It's like you know, I'm a believer in sort of this pendulum theory, right? Mm-hmm. Where like if you're going to swing in one direction, you must swing in the equal and opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So. You're going to see such greatness on one end. You're going to see some flaws, you know, in certain places. Um, 
But and that's why the CrossFit affiliate community is so beautiful, is because it doesn't have to be so aggressive, mm-hmm. so extreme, and mm-hmm. there can be a little more balance where you can train three or four times a week. You can weigh and measure your food eighty percent of the time, and the other time you can live life and go off the deep end on a weekend with your buddies and have some pizza and beer, watch a game, and mm-hmm. it's not going to affect your life really at all, and then probably positively. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and that's a really interesting point about filling a void, and I think that's, I think an important part of that is both being process oriented, like you're describing, and also finding that community because things just aren't the same when we try to go at them alone and this is something I've been thinking about lately but it's like when we for me at least when I get really excited about something or um, find a great guest for my podcast whatever it might be it's like I like keeping that joy and excitement to myself isn't the same as when I share it with other people. It's like this burning desire to say, oh my goodness, I'm so excited about this. And also with high achievement, it's that if we get there alone, I think it's so much different than if we have that community that you're talking about. And and I've done a few local competitions and I think back before my first one and I I trained really hard for, I hadn't been doing CrossFit, but trained specifically for that competition for a few months leading up to that. And that's when, that's an A example, that's an example for me of finding that enjoying the process. And it's not just that I look back on that one day competition and I'm proud of myself for that, but no, it's I'm proud of myself for the months of hard work that I put into that. And that's the thing, and, and I think that's something that is important is, you know, mm-hmm. being proud of your accomplishments, and, you know, and I think that's something that CrossFit really does so beautifully, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's, you know, we're coming up on the Open, right, coming mm-hmm. up for, for, in the world of CrossFit, and a lot of people are like, well, why should I sign up for the Open, and it's, and it's, it's a really tricky question, because it's, for me, it's like, I, I look at them like, well, why, how, how is that even a question, mm-hmm. but, you know, <laughs> really, you know, and, and so the answer, I really try to, you know, break it down for individuals would be like just being a part of something bigger than yourself Hmm. bigger than just another day does no matter what psychologically puts you in a different space Hmm. you push a little harder it means a little more and you do special things and then you but you're also more importantly like you said you get to share it with others right Mm -hmm. so like you go to the gym if you're in your basement or garage you work out alone you don't share that with others you Mm -hmm. but which is you know fitness can happen and good stuff but the open is the complete other end of the, the spectrum, hmm. you know, certainly in, in, a, in a gym. But imagine, you know, hey, you're in your garage now, but you know that you're, you know, your friends or other people are doing this. And you can look at that leaderboard. And it's not that you want to win or beat other people, but you're like, wow, like this is where I fall. There are other people doing what I'm doing. Hmm. They feel how I feel. They're struggling the same way I'm struggling. And I think that is something that is that that's what I love about the open is that it's the journey. Right. And then mm-hmm. when it's over. For a year, you can talk about it, right? Like, and and I and I think that it's that is what separates, and, and certainly nowadays more than ever, right? Where like you know, we have people that have been struggling, you know, emotionally for a year, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of struggle, and you know, the open is going to look different for people. But I say mm-hmm. you got to sign up, and, and and you have to somehow you got to give yourself some way to get back into the community, whether it's at mm-hmm. home, back in your gym. 
And I think that's one of my favorite aspects of it because it does give everyone the opportunity to have that same feeling that the top CrossFit Games athletes have, mm -hmm. which is, uh, you know, for a couple weeks, I'm going to work a little harder. I'm going to mm -hmm. go to bed. I'm going to get better recovery. Mm -hmm. Like, you get that taste of it. And I think that's really special because you don't get that in any other sport, right? Like, you like football. It's great, but you don't have the opportunity to be in the same league mm -hmm. as you know, Tom Brady. <laughs> right. But in the open, you do. Hmm. Right, and that, you know you can compete against you know Tia Claire Toomey and, mm -hmm. and Rich Froning and these athletes. So I think that that's something really special, and uh, mm -hmm. you know it gives a little more purpose. So yeah, that's that's super interesting and just an incredible thing that being in the same being in the same league and and actually competing against them, being on the same leaderboard. Yeah, you know, and, and it's like. And everyone's like, oh, well, I got a scale, I got a scale. I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, you do. But mm -hmm. that's what's so cool about it is that if you were in the same gym as Tia Claire, you'd do the workout, you'd feel the same at mm -hmm. the end of that 15-minute workout. Yeah, she'd do maybe a little more weight and move faster, but you know, you're still laying on the ground looking up at this at the at the ceiling, saying, What just happened? <laughs> and so and so is she. And, and I think that's something that's hmm. so special. And because you know, human movement's the common language, right? Hmm. And and, and when you have such a great unifier, like human movement, like in functional fitness, and mm -hmm. not even bring a figure like human movement, right? Mm -hmm. like, and I think that that's certainly in, in, a, in a day and age where we have so much deci decisiveness and people are, you know, we seem to be at odds, and certainly in the U.S. more than we've ever seen with people. But the nice thing is, is that when you walk into a gym, I always tell people, it's like you check your ego and your business card at the door. And we're just human beings. Hmm. But if you're the president of a company or you're an intern at the company or whatever it is, right? You know, your skin color, your job title, your orientation, none of that matters because mm -hmm. the reality is like none of that matters. What matters is you moving. Hmm. And, and, and I think that that's a really powerful thing because it, and yes, you need to create an environment that people feel safe enough to step into. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you know this, right, from, a, from a, a mental health perspective, is you need to create an environment that's safe, right? Hmm. Like, and, and that's important. But fitness is no different, in my opinion, than when someone walks into an office or hops into a phone call with someone to talk about their life. Because hmm. I would almost say that it's even more scary for people certain to, you know, to step in. Because hmm. you not only have to talk, but they have to, they have to move. Hmm. And people are very nervous about what other people think about them. Therefore, their, their, their human movement is a limiting factor. Like, well, I don't, I'm nervous. I, I, I don't want people to judge me, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. You have to create a really special environment uh, for them. And um, so that's why I think that, that the best coaches and the best gyms have the highest amount of emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. You have to have a high amount of emotional intelligence to read the crowd, read your people, and make sure that you're making them feel safe or comfortable and, and making sure that they you're meeting them where they are. Because mm -hmm. um, I don't matter. You walk into my gym... I, I really mean nothing. You are everything. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's really important is that, you know, it's, it's not about the coaches, it's about the athletes. Um, and when we start to realize that, then we, I think we can have some really powerful things happen. Yeah, yeah. And something interesting is that in human movement and in a gym, so before that in in daily life we can walk around and and hide our weaknesses and put on a put on a face or a mask or whatever it may be but in human movement in a gym there's no you, you can't hide weaknesses yeah. that that may come up yeah oh yeah it's mm -hmm. um you 
we the narrative has always been that a weakness is a negative thing hmm. that failure is a bad thing hmm. and that's i mean that is that hey, listen i don't think we're going to solve or change the world in that perspective right now mm-hmm. but if you can start to change the narrative at least in the gym that weakness is an opportunity for us to get better and failure is inevitable process in, in the process of improving mm. then i think we can make some really special things and i would say that most people are stagnant in life and therefore get into some pretty dark places because of their fear of failure hmm. um, and that in turn it, it is the fear to do something new or change or, or take a step um, and i mean and, and it, it literally paralyzes people right mm-hmm. um, and, and yes we can pull back all the way to like why are we afraid of that? What, you know, a lot of people and how they deal with you know, their relationships with their parents and other things that have happened to them in their younger years obviously manifest in really nasty ways, certainly as we get older. Hmm. Um, and, you know, and fitness is usually an opportunity to break down some of those barriers. And, and I've had more people cry in my gym than you, know, than you can imagine because when you're raw, there's this notion when you're, when you're physically exhausted and you're spent hmm. and you, you have the opportunity to, you, don't, you can't, it's, you're too tired to put up that 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 that, hmm. that mask, like you said, you know that that figurative mask. So I think that's a really powerful aspect of it. Um, but you have to be on people's time too. Um, it's on their own opportunity. So you don't know when it's going to come, but you got to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's super interesting about when we reach that level of fatigue. The those walls come down, and oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really interesting point. So I know we're we're close to running out of time here. So yeah. just two more things and then we can wrap up if that's all right with you. So one question about integrating mental health and physical fitness and then one question about the well, something that you've talked about in, in your podcast. So what is the most important lesson or most influential lesson that you've learned through fitness? It's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Um, so the most important influential lesson I've learned through fitness is the notion that being consistent in anything you do is the most important. Hmm. And then the caveat to that is if you want to optimize results in through that consistency is putting in the hard work. Hmm. And then the third piece to that consistency is having a feedback loop to make sure that you're just not working hard without a feedback loop. Um, For example, you don't want to develop bad habits. You need someone to give you feedback. Um, and the reason why I think that's the most important lesson is because what I, inspiration that I drive from fitness is that there's no task that's insurmountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you say, hey, Austin, do this, I'm going to say, okay, and I won't even think about how to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, I'm going to get it done. And the reason why is because I always took that, that same approach with fitness is that if you show me a workout, I'm just going to be like, I have no choice but to do this. <laughs> I don't even know if I can, but I don't care. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, I don't think that's always the right way to approach everything, but that's, I think, a, yeah, I mean, like we know that lessons and things like that are not perfect. They're, they're, mm. you know, there's always holes you can poke, mm. um, and as it should be. But for me, as a general rule, that has really helped the notion of like, you know, sort of it's, I guess you could take the opposite if you've read that book, Essentialism, where it's basically you want to say no to everything, no to everything, mm-hmm. right? You want to be, you know, super tight, where I almost take a different approach, where like I think for a purity in your life, you need to say yes to everything. Mm. You don't have the opportunity, you don't have the right to turn things down. You, and, and you know, and fitness taught me that. It's like, I'm going to learn. Yes, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to burn out. I'm going to do all that. But I'm going to learn really valuable lessons. Um, so that was that's probably the most inspirational um, aspect of fitness because I, I, I pull from it all the time. It's like, think about pro, if you had no concept of what CrossFit was and you used traditional workouts, mm-hmm. and you just tell someone like, hey – you're, today you're gonna, you know, run two miles, do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats. Mm-hmm. People are like, that's stupid. Like, like that's impossible, right? But now we, we literally have thousands of people that do that workout, Murph, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a, a good example of yeah, it's a big workout, but get done with that workout, you're like, oh wow, like I did that. You pat yourself on the back, and there's you know an infinite amount of workouts that will fit that type of inspirational bill for different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's so important in mental health and and fitness is that consistency 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 and because if we try think we try something every once in a while it's not going to be nearly as effective for us as if we put in that work day after day and kind of practice what we might need in our most difficult moments all right so last question is so one of my favorite things that you talk about in your podcast is never be outworked and be the hardest worker in the room. How do you apply those two things to your life? Yeah, I mean it's um it's almost like I've never even you know thought about that question because mm-hmm. it's 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 sort of it is my life, right? Mm-hmm. And and again, and what I mean by that is. I don't think that I have many skills. I don't think I'm really good at anything. Um, at least that's what I convince myself. <laughs> and and in turn, I just need to be the first one in, the last one out. Hmm. I need to be a. Uh, I need to have a copious amount of opportunity to learn because I need to get better. So I need to keep learning, listening, listening, and you know, hard work is something that. For me, when I see someone working hard, it fires me up. It's never like I want to beat them on a debt of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that's inspi- that fires me up. You know, and and but I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. If they're doing that, I'm, and then I'm like, well, can I do better? Can I mm-hmm. do more? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 not that I want to to beat them. I want to I want to see if I can beat my previous self, mm-hmm. right? And 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 again. For those that are listening, poke holes in it, right? It's like everyone's like, and because there's no one size fits all, right? Mm-hmm. Anyone that says like, "Hey, wake up," you know, wake up at three a.m. and blah blah blah, like whatever you want to do works for me, right? Right? My, you know, my life works for me. I would never tell you um, how to live your life, but I'll tell you that you know, how, however you decide to live your life, I do think that you should be the hardest worker in the room, mm-hmm. and I think that you should find more ways to optimize your day. Um, I think you should always be trying to be better. Always know that no matter how hard you work, you're going to be making mistakes. You're going to have blind spots. 
Um, and most of the time we take, and the people that we actually take for granted are the ones that love us the most and that we love the most because mm. that's what we as human beings tend to do. We tend to, and, and so you need to be careful of that, right? And that's something that's important is that there's always a price to pay for anything in life. Mm. There's nothing's free and nothing's without an equal and opposite reaction. So for me, uh, that, and, that's, and, that's, and that's sort of the disclaimer is like, hey, once you start going down this road of like being addicted to work output and how, where, whatever that is, right? Mm -hmm. Just know that there's some type of downside. And, and for those that think they can have it all, you're woefully mistaken mm -hmm. and there will probably be a big problem as opposed to know that life will always be a struggle. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the people in your life and the relationships in your life, you know, it's never easy. Mm -hmm. It's a consistent working effort, but know that that's something you need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and wrapping up here is that I think so. As a as a mental health therapist, it's so true that everyone has pain in their lives, and some people hide it better than others, and people try to hide it in all different kinds of ways, and they try to run from it or whatever it may be, but. Another thing that I really appreciate about your podcast and really enjoy about it is that that life story aspect. And when in the episode where you talked about the pendulum theory, I think that's really powerful. And and vulnerability breeds vulnerability, I think. And so I think sharing your story can really help others open up and, and give ways to that they can relate to you as well. Yeah, it's um. I think when it's all said and done, we're all human beings. We all mm -hmm. have um. We all we all have things in our life that we're not proud of. We all have things in our life that we've struggled with that we still struggle with. And I think the more that you at least, it's you know, you're not gonna have that conversation all the time with everybody. Mm -hmm. But you know, right. letting people know that certainly, you know, I would say, you know, like like when when I talk to people, you know, for me it's important. I'm just a guy. Mm -hmm. I'm you know like I'm just you know and and you know, I don't think there's anything special about me. And I think you know. I just and, I, and and the more I talk, you know, I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of very influential, successful, very you know, you know, famous people. Mm -hmm. And if I have the opportunity to to talk to them, you realize everyone is the same. Mm. No matter how cool they are, how popular <laughs> they are, how many hundreds of millions of people follow them, how much money they make, you know, that's just a job to them. At some point, there's purpose and passion, but there's they're just a person. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's something that's important for people to realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's is super interesting. And I mean, it's really cool for me to hear that sitting here talking to talking to you. So that's yeah, that's wonderful. And you made some really good points. And I think that's a I think that's a good place for us to wrap up today. But awesome. man, I want to say again, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye, Austin. Thank you.
Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow along with Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact me by emailing counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or by messaging Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.